24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details of how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. This is your WXVU Villanova Campus Minute. We sat down with members of Villanova's campus activities team where they talked some of the events available to students during the fall semester. Yeah, so we have tons of different programming. We have different departments. Um, one is special events. They do game watches. They do um, pub series for seniors. They do just different programming on our campus screen, large-scale events. Last year we brought in a rock climbing wall onto campus. Um, so we do lots of bigger things like that. We also have our late-night programming department, which do kind of consistent programming. So Quizzo is part of that department. Mm -hmm. We have um, movie night. We have bingo nights, so tons of different events like that. Um, and then we also have our trips and excursions department. Um, so we do different trips, both to the Philly area. I'm doing a um, trip down to the shore later this semester. We always do a New York City trip, which is one of our most popular events that we have. Very cool. Um, so we have lots in the works for that. Very excited about that. To hear our full conversations with Villanova community members, check out the interviews on WXVU's podcast feed, available on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play-Doh paper due tomorrow? Need a fresh set of eyes to look over your final draft? Haven't even started yet? You can make an appointment at the Villanova University Writing Center, located on the second floor of Falvey Memorial Library. The Writing Center is full of professionally trained tutors who assist Villanova students of all majors on their writing assignments, from personal statements to thesis papers, at any stage in the writing process. Hours of operation are Sunday from 3.30 to 7.30, Monday through Thursday from 11.30 to 7.30, and Friday from 11.30 to 3.30. Stop in or call 610-519-4604 to make an appointment today. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Listen to WXVU for programming through our partnership with Philadelphia's Germantown Radio. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. for PA Youth Voice, where high school students discuss important civic issues. For more information on Germantown radio programming, visit gtownradio.com. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Clouds will continue to be around for your Tuesday, high of 66. Areas of fog tonight with a slight chance of a shower, a low down to 60. Cloudy skies for your Wednesday continue with a slight chance of a shower, a high of 67 degrees. And we'll finally see clearing Thursday, sunny skies, a high of 63. And welcome back to another episode of Scoop and Score Radio Show on WXVU 89.1 The Roar. We've got an exciting show today. The Yankees have lost. We'll get instant reactions from the fans. We got football's back. Giants, Jets, Chiefs all win. It's going to be a fun show. Stick with us for the next 90 minutes.
Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. James catches, puts up the three. All right, welcome back to Scoop and Score. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Topoleski, and to my left is Jason Verville, and to his left is Clayton Perona as we embark on another week, another great week for all three of us. Uh, uh, well... Great the, week. The win. Uh, the win. The, I'm talking about the win. I know, obviously, every win has consequences, and especially for the Jets. And some are for the Giants, but obviously the Jets lost a big piece. But he'll talk about that and, more. And your baseball team got eliminated. Yes. And, oh, <laughs> I, I forgot about that. You know, uh, uh, for, you know, football always comes first. So baseball is so far beneath us now. It's crazy. Oh, it's fully football season now. Uh, it's 100% football season. It's basically now. college basketball season now. It's becoming. We got uh, about 13 days, right? So, um, two weeks. Woo. We'll introduce college basketball next week. I think it will be a good time to preview. But this week we'll be mainly, mainly focusing, obviously, on week uh, seven of the football season. We'll do a little college football, and then obviously we can preview the World Series, which is only the Astros and Phillies. We don't have to talk about the Yankees if we don't want to. So. We we want to. No, you want to. <laughs> Not we. <laughs> Majority vote, Yankees. I can talk about how bad they are, and then you can just sit in silence and let me. <laughs> sure. But that's so unlike you. If you want. I can't I can't criticize. <laughs> All right. You want to talk, about, talk a little about uh, football games? Sure. Recap week seven. Um, the, we, <laughs> I, I'm, obviously, you know Football is king, but coming into like the the games weren't like great and all, you know, like looking at the games, but there were definitely some good outcomes and a lot of injuries this week. Obviously, Brees Hall, but like DK Metcalf, uh, JC Jackson, pretty much the the Chargers are hurt. Um, a lot of other injuries, and then obviously a trade happened as well, a couple of trades. So we can we can discuss. Um, any games you want to start off with? Um, give me a second. I can start with the Giants if you want, really quickly, and get out of the way. Or you can start with the Chiefs. We, we can talk about the Giants. You can talk about the Giants first, I guess. The G-Men! Yeah. Six and one? Six wow. and one. Um, hold on, let me just pull my notes. We also talk about the trade deadline, which is next week. Yeah, that's going to be important. We could we can start with that, like November 1st. Uh, I could talk about the Giants or... Probably not going to do much in the trade deadline just because we're so cap. Are you going to sell some people? We could sell Tony. I wouldn't be surprised if we I sell Tony. I keep Tony and Galladay. Yeah. On the market. Those would be the, no one in their but right mind would, would want who Galladay. Who would take on Galladay's no contract? One, no though. one would well, take on Galladay. You guys would have to keep a lot of it. Yeah. It would just be for this year. We would have to be – we would be in dead cap for this year. But no one wants Galladay even without the contract. And Tony maybe because he's not – like the GM didn't pick him. So, like, he has no, like, loyalty right now to the GM. All right, I'll talk quickly about the Giants. Six and one. My gosh. <laughs> four now game, you're thinking Super Bowl. Four, no, no. Four-game yes, win, yeah. four win streak. Uh, I'll, you know, I always come up with my analysis, but I wrote some stats down that just captivates just how insane the run has been so far. So I'll read a couple stats. All right, we're the only NFL team ever 
to start 6-1 and one with all games decided by one score. I said I wanted to be competitive. I didn't expect that out of the seven games we'd be competitive that six would turn out to be wins. So that's a testament to coaching, the players believing in Dable, and the players themselves, you know, buying into the culture and, um, you know, actually performing on the field, especially the fourth quarter. And you can't talk about the Giants right now without talking about Daniel Jones, who, you know, has five game-winning drives, and his QBR has actually gone up a lot. And he's not, you know, what he's doing is he's not turning the ball over, which is keeping us in games. I'm not saying he's anything special, but, like, he's not turning the ball over, and it's allowing us to, to you know, have good offensive drives and keep the defense, you know, rested. Um, and Daniel Jones is now second in rushing yards to Lamar Jackson. Uh, which is he has cr- more rushing yards than Najee Harris. He has more rushing yards than Najee Harris. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, and Saquon Barkley's second in rushing, and he's first in scrimmage yards. He's 99 yards more than second place. So Saquon Barkley, rookie Saquon Barkley, everybody was afraid, oh, Saquon Barkley, the old Saquon Barkley, but he's back. Saquon Barkley's back. He's dominating in scrimmage yards. Uh, and obviously coming in, I expected a run game to be very efficient, and we were because the Jaguars came in to the game third in rushing defense. They averaged about 89 rushing yards a game, and the Giants had 236 rushing yards. Both Daniel Jones and Saquon had more than 100 yards. Daniel Jones is becoming a key component in the running game, and it's helping us extend drives. Because we're not passing as much just because we have no receivers. We had six drops on Sunday. Um, And at first, you know, I was hesitant to get a receiver in the trade deadline just because of the cap space, and I want to keep our picks because we're still a rebuilding team. We still want young talent. But I'm actually now all aboard to get a young receiver in the trade deadline. Whether that be Ooh. someone from the Jets, possibly I don't know, but Joe Douglas, Elijah I, I Moore think, is not getting traded. I think the only, jo- the only guy that could get traded would be Mims, yeah. but Douglas wants at least a fourth or fifth for Mims, and I, I, I actually think other, the Giants I don't would. Know if other GMs would do that. I think the Giants because would. what what Douglas does, he sets his price for the players on his team, and that will not flinch. To any offers that don't meet, and it's the worked price that he because wants. Joe Douglas has made some great trades. Oh, he's made. I think he's traded made seventeen individual player trades since he yeah. came GM. He's been fantastic with that, like valuing his players. But yeah, uh, there's rumors that Judy, the Giants like Judy, so but it would cost a lot more, and obviously Claypool would cost like almost McCaffrey like because I don't think they're gonna get anything similar to McCaffrey. Um. Obviously, injuries was the big deal. We did lose Neil and Bredesen. So two of our starting offensive linemen are going to be out for about a month. So something to keep an eye on. And then Bellinger, our rising tight end rookie, is getting surgery on a ruptured eye socket. He was bleeding. His whole eye was bleeding yesterday. And hopefully it's not season ending. But the fact he has to get surgery on his eye... Yeah, that is is tough. Now I know why players were advisors because that... Yeah, that's the, like scary. Guy like tackled the, yeah, him. Yeah, he he. The guy went to punch out the ball. Yeah, and he just got him in the eye. I mean, that's that's just like that's just scary. Just yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, so a couple more things. Andrew Thomas. Whoo, man. Do, Andrew Thomas has yet to let up a sack on 268 total pass block snaps. So talk about the improvement from rookie year, struggling a lot, to now his third season, and he's already becoming one of the best left tackles. And then hopefully Neil has been improving too, so hopefully he comes back. And Thibodeau, our other 
rookie had the fifth highest pass rush win rate this week at 31.6 percent and so he's been dominating in terms of and he gets so many he gets so many non-holding calls it's not even funny so he's he's re- doing well you know and our secondary like a dory jackson and then we picked up some guy in waivers fabian moreau his man coverage stats oh my gosh really good and that's just a testament to coaching as well and Atlanta collins is back so like everything's clicking together. This is probably our worst performance since the Cowboy game. Like the Giant, like the Giants were like, you know what? We sh- we needed to close. Like I expect better. Like that's I want them to say that. Like they expected better from a win. You know, like the fact we were even in the last drive to begin with was Saquon Barkley owned up to it. But like we expect better. Like this team expects to win, and I love that. I love that. You know, Brian Dale is passing it on, and we're expecting to win games. Now, next week, we do play Seattle, and I know I was ramming on us being underdogs against the Jaguars, but I think we're rightfully underdogs in this game just because it's tough for an Eastern team to go West. Like, we're going to Seattle on the road. Um, And week nine is a bye. So after Seattle is a bye, and I think the bye comes at a perfect time for the Giants to, to get ready, locked and loaded for the second half. So I'm happy. I am thinking playoffs right now, yes. Super Bowl. Oh, you have to be thinking playoffs right now. Yeah, I'm you're thinking, six and one. Yeah, we're three games ahead of the last wild card spot. So you're thinking division? No, no. I, I we're, you have we're, to beat the Eagles first. Yeah, and the Eagles are just stacked at every position. So so are you? No, not our offensive line, not our linebackers, not our receivers. The Eagles have AJ Brown. They have Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, that Jordan guy. I love tackle. He's good. They have James Bradbury and Darius Slay, who are two of the top five corners. Uh, their def- defensive line is Brandon Graham, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. I can't, can't speak. Um, yeah, no, they're stacked at every position. We're still rebuilding. The Eagles were aggressive. They were favored to win a division, and rightfully so, because they have dominated most of their opponents. But you guys, you guys can stay with anybody at this point. I think we can. And you're a good enough coach team that if you stick with them. And that's the thing. It's like talent-wise, right it's like talent-wise, it's probably a 14-point game, but coaching, I think, keeps it a one-possession game against the Eagles. And now you th- could win any one-possession game. Yeah, I mean, we're 6-1 and one in games decided by one score. And the first Eagles game is at MetLife. So, and I, here's the thing, the, the Week 18 game, which could benefit us, I think the Eagles will be in a position where they'll clinch home field early that in week 18, we'll get very lucky that they may rest guys. So we may get a free win in week 18. So the game that really may only matter will but be Eagles at Giants. You guys could get the one seed. No. We You're 6-1. and one. No, but we're 0-1 in the division right now. The Eagles are 2-0. and so You just got to beat the Eagles. We got to beat the Eagles, but we got to like hang with the Eagles too. Like The Eagles are going to beat the Steelers next week, so we got to beat the Seahawks. You could beat the Seahawks. I think You've we can. Shown that you can beat pretty much anyone in the yeah, league. But the, it's like the Giants have shown they can beat anybody in the league, but they've also shown that we can that they can also lose to if, just about if anything, anyone. If, if anything because, happens, because you guys have just like you just find a way to win these games, yeah. which is definitely due to your coaching. But it's you, you got to think at some point they're gonna lose one of these games. Yeah, I mean, because we every were down, game is just so close. We were, I think, out of the six wins, we've been down double digits. In the second half, at least four. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, the uh, your two most impressive wins are, the, I mean, the, the Ravens win for sure, yeah. and then 
Although the Packers haven't looked good. The Packers looked like they were going to roll over you. It was a good comeback. London. I'm not sure if the opponent was impressive yeah. now that the Packers have faltered. Yeah. I think the Titans win is looking really good right now. And the Jaguars are two and five, but like their record is, I think, I think they're yeah, better they're, than their record. They're two and five, but they they had a lead in three of the games that they lost late, yeah. like really late. They had a lead. Yeah, they have really good defensive and offensive numbers. Also, they that that game. I, I don't know why when the Jags are up by four, why don't they kick the field goal? No, they made so That's many. Mistakes. They should have kicked the field goal. Travis Etienne fumbled. They should have had another touchdown. Um, and they had an opportunity. We talk about closing games. We. Did a good job on defense, but Saquon Barkley like messed up bad because he gave him probably an extra minute and a half. Like he should have stayed in bounds twice, and he went out of bounds both mm-hmm. times. So, but that's my analysis on the Giants, six and one. Oh my god! Would you? What would you have thought your record was going to be at I, this point? I think my preseason prediction was three and four. Like we were going to lose to the Ravens, Titans, Cowboys, Packers, and then beat the Panthers, Bears, and Jaguars. And then I would assume we would have beaten the Seahawks. So entering the bye, I would assume we would be four and four. The Ravens entering the are a bye, better team than anyone the Eagles have beaten this season. Huh? The Ravens are better than anyone the Eagles have beaten this season. Eagles schedule is so bad. The NFC East schedule is really easy. The Eagles but have the easiest schedule we, though. Yeah, exactly. The Eagles are not juggernauts. Like you could hang with them. No, but like the Eagles destroyed the Vikings, and the Vikings are five and one. Then they beat and the Lions sh- by three. The Jaguars by one score. The Cardinals sure. by one score. Sure. Look, anything which can is ha- what you guys are doing. Anything can happen. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles... Like, the Eagles are good. They're really good. So, like... Eagles are good, and the Giants are good. Yes, but the best team we played, record-wise, has been the Cowboys. And we lost to the Cowboys. So, I'm not, I am I'm, I think we're good. We're not, like, top-tier. Trust me. Like, the Eagles-Cowboys are top-tier. Really, the best three teams in the NFC right now, based on record, oh. are the it, oh, Giants, Eagles. Also, just one thing about this year in general, I feel like normally you have a group of like five or six teams where you look at their quarterback and say these are the teams, these are the only teams that can win because of their quarterback. This year, aside from Allen and Mahomes, just been so many mid teams. There's no, there's no team that jumps off the page no. with their quarterback play because you look at even like the Giants at six and one. Jones has been all right. The Jets yeah. at five and two. Wilson really hasn't been great. They're all winning different I mean, ways. Yeah, you look at Hertz hasn't played out of his mind. Like the Giants and Jets have almost Kirk, a similar Kirk strategy. Cousin, Kirk Cousins, yeah, Giants like and Jets. They run the ball yeah. and they and, play great defense. Yeah, and they're good situationally. Mm-hmm. Like the Chiefs and Bills, they beat you passing with their great quarterbacks. And, and the Eagles, terrible situation. And the Eagles, <laughs> sure, but they have a good enough quarterback to like mask that. Yeah, but. And the Eagles, you know, the Eagles are just stacked all around. But, the, yeah, you're right. The Eagles are not a good second-half team. They're mm-hmm. a very good first-half team. So, like, the Giants are the opposite. So, I don't know. It depends when it comes to that. All right. I spent way too long. We, talk, we can talk about other games. Just glad the Giants are 6-1. and one. <laughs> <laughs> You want to go Chiefs or Jets? We can go Chiefs. All right. Uh, Chiefs win 44-23, beat the 49ers in San Francisco. It was a, it was a good game. Uh, fun stat for you. Do you know who has the best winning percentage in the NFL uh, since oh, – where was it? I just had it pulled up. Mahomes. Yeah, since <laughs> since 2019, highest quarterback winning percentage, including playoffs, Patrick Mahomes at 79%. Number two is Aaron Rodgers at 73%. And then number three is Patrick Mahomes when, he has, when he's losing by 10 points in a game, which is 70%, which means <laughs> 70% of the time when the Chiefs are trailing by double-digit points – the, with Patrick Mahomes in 2019, they win, which is third best in the league, second to only Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. 
That's better than Tom Brady. That's better than Josh Allen. It's definitely better than Justin Herbert because he's not very good, but that's another subject. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the Chiefs went down early and then won easily 44-23 after being down 10 nothing in the first quarter. Mahomes did pretty much everything he wanted. And the 49ers are apparently a good defense, so, so we're told. They were the number one defense going into this week which it seems like every week the Chiefs are somehow playing the number one defense and beating them, which is a good sign, but it's also it's still pretty early, so you're just like a product of your schedule so far with defense, so that's not something I'm going to focus on and say like, oh, the Chiefs are back because we can do that. But if if we never had Tyreek Hill, I would say like this is like one of the best teams we, we could possibly have. It's just knowing that the fact that we traded away quite possibly the best playmaker in the NFL, a top three receiver, that's still like I don't I I don't know if we can really we're not going to be as good as we once were, and we saw last week that like we we struggled to beat the Bills we didn't we lost to them at home, so there's still there's still places to go, but uh so after with the first drive Patrick Mahomes threw an interception, and then the 49ers went down and scored, but then it was touchdown touchdown a missed field goal after a, a touchdown was wiped off due to a questionable penalty, and then touchdown, 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 touchdown. It's how the game ended for the Chiefs. That's pretty much all you can ask for. The 49ers were supposed to be good. They had Christian McCaffrey playing. So I'd still feel pretty confident about the Chiefs. Do you also, guys agree? I, I mean, the 49ers' defense has been one of the better units in the NFL this year, and although they've kind of been hit by injuries the past two weeks, but, I mean, you guys destroyed them. Yeah. It, it like... It it wasn't even close. Yeah. I mean, and the reason that they're good is because they played the Bears, Seahawks, Broncos, Rams, Panthers, Falcons. We were the first good offense they played. No, Jesus. That's what, that was the that yeah. actual <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, they but, I mean, were – It's they also – you guys did it because – We shut down both. Yeah. And then Kelsey had a good game, but the fact that uh, you got Harmon going Harman on those, like – Juju. Yeah, Harmon got those runs. He got, like, the screens. Juju actually looked solid. Uh, Scantling caught that one deep ball. I mean – uh, and then you, the three-headed monster backfield worked this week. <laughs> Clyde got Clyde got his touchdown. Uh, McKinnon got all like the receiving snaps, and then Pacheco ran for what forty yards on eight carries, yeah. which is which is good against a stout defensive line or what people thought was stout. That's I mean that's all you can ask for. Eight, yeah. eight carries, forty yards. Are you a big fan that's, of the three-back committee? I think it's fine. There's definitely times to use everybody. I think Clyde gets too many touches and that there's not much that he's, like, good at that McKinnon or Pacheco couldn't do. So if we just went to a two-backfield and, like, traded Clyde, I would be absolutely fine with that. But uh, it, it was interesting with saying, like, the news on, was it Saturday night, Sunday morning, that Isaiah Pacheco was going to get the start at running back, and you're like, oh, here we go. And they played, like, 25% of the snaps and only had eight carries. But <laughs> it definitely, it's it's been fine. Uh, I think McKinnon is probably the best overall running back. He's the best blocker and the best receiver for sure, and he can still hit holes well. I don't. I don't know why they keep going back to Clyde. I don't think there's there's like there's nothing he can do that. I mean, the reason why is probably just the capital they used on him, and they yeah, want to but make sure Veach's yeah, feelings don't get hurt. Teams that he wasted don't, a first teams round pick on him. Like teams don't need to do that. I mean, well, like we spent a second round pick on Mims, and we realized that he's just not. Yeah. He didn't know the offense. He doesn't really fit our scheme now, and he's not really a good blocker for a receiver, so he didn't play. And then obviously he played last week when Moore was gone. But, I mean, you just got to – I guess it's a little different because Douglas didn't draft him. But, no, wait, Douglas did. Never mind. <laughs> so it's – I don't know. It's yeah, just, it's just a bad GM. 
Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, Veach found this seventh-round running back that's going to start. And it's like, the only reason he's starting is because the guy you picked in the first round is terrible. But, <laughs> the, yeah, there's still there's still work to do for the Chiefs, but there's reasons to be optimistic. Yeah. And, fun, Brock Purdy got in at the end of the game. Brocktober was back <laughs> after he used to play Iowa State. I had no idea he was even in the league. Yeah, he was Mr. He was the first Mr. Relevant ever to throw a passing to complete a pass. In the oh, NFL. really? Yeah, that, that, that's actually <laughs> fun. That's fun. I think he was the seventh quarterback <laughs> taken at Mr. Oh, Relevant. Oh, really? The most recent really? was Chad seventh Kelly. Quarterbacks have been taken at Mr. Relevant. I think so. Wow, that's actually very high. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's the first one to ever actually complete a pass. Went four for nine for sixty-six yards. Mr. Heisman. Oh wait, never mind. Brocktober. Never mind. He should have. I thought he was gonna win the Heisman. He was so good. Him and Brees Hall at Iowa State. Oh, you, you forget? Yeah, days? you got to forget him. <laughs> Iowa State. Yeah. That was the year they went like re- did really well, right? Uh, his junior year they did well, and then his senior year they were like 500 again. But yeah, so that's the Chiefs. All, All right. right, Jets, you're up. <laughs> well, first off, before the Jets, um, Mac Jones is two and seven in his last nine starts. Just like to put that out there. Uh, and if you look at the line for the Three and four Patriots against the five and two Jets. The Patriots opened as two and a half point favorites on the road wow. in New Whoa. York. What did I say to everybody Sunday? I said Mac Jones zero point five interceptions over is guaranteed to hit every <laughs> single time, and it hit. I just like it's I. It's always guaranteed. I, I like that people keep doubting us, but the like we opened as underdogs last week when well, they announced Ripon was the starter. They kept it, and then enough people bet on the Jets where they became one point fate. Like I think it was it ended at one and a half, but like the. So disrespectful. And then now to – I mean, the Jets are 5-2. and two. I, I should be – Are you thinking I, playoffs? I should be uh, ecstatic. I, sh- I should be really happy. I mean, we we haven't won four straight ga- – we've won four straight games. We haven't won four straight games since 2015. We haven't had a good start since 2015. We haven't beat the Patriots since 2015. We haven't made the playoffs since 2011. And although Wilson hasn't looked great – He's winning football games. That's all you can ask for. He's won every football game he started this year. So it should be feeling great. But then in a 16-9 win in Denver, the Broncos' offense is terrible, but their defense is easily a top-five unit. You could argue they've been the best defense in the NFL this year. They've allowed 10 points per game playing at home. Yeah, they're we scored top five. We scored 14. Should feel great. Brees Hall rips off a, like a 66-yard touchdown in the first quarter. He has four carries for 72 yards, and then he goes down with a knee injury. The blocking in that play, though? Oh, yeah. Mim, Ooh, Mim, I, I talked about Mims had a great block. Vera Tucker ran, ran down the field next to him. Like, Liddy was running neck and neck with Hall, who I think uh, they like ne- something next to him. Was like, it was like the fastest run of the year. Yeah, that made but me smile. Should feel great. <laughs> then Brees Hall goes down. Uh, you're thinking concussion at first, and then he can't put weight on his leg. And then he tries to walk and then gets on the cart. Not a good look. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Vera Tucker, arm injury, he's out for the game. It's like, all right, you were, you're hoping that it's not what you think it is with Hall. And then we find out yesterday, Hall tears his ACL. Vera Tucker tears his bicep. And uh, it's like Jets fans just can't have nice things. I, I, just, I just don't understand how – like those two injuries can happen. You have a rookie running back who honestly I think would have been a consensus top 
10 running back by the end of the year, arguably top five. I mean, the guy's just the, he, you can tell he like he, he's going to be a superstar. Everything about him, his vision, his speed, the way he can catch the like he does he does everything right as a running back. Yeah, I thought coming out of college he was going to be like yeah. really good, but and, like he's I mean, incredible. He, he's, <laughs> he, he really he's is. Been he's absolutely incredible. He's definitely top and, ten. And I Michael, think he'll be Michael top Carter's 10 this year. a good running back, but our offense ran through Hall. I mean, you look Wilson has not played well recently, but we're Hall had oh, 195 all purpose yards two weeks ago. Last week ran for over 100 yards. I mean, the guys done everything for us so to lose him is absolutely killer like michael carter has to step up and then but then vera tucker also here's a guy who was drafted as a left guard moved to right guard to start the year because we signed lacken tomlinson moved to left tackle when fant went down for the year and then again moved to right tackle when max mitchell got hurt and i think in the past few weeks he's allowed to combine two pressures or something like that the guy has been unreal, playing at arguably an all-pro level. He can play anywhere on the offensive line except for center, but that's all. You, that's you can't ask for a guy to play much more than both guard slots and both tackle slots. To then lose him for the year, he's also in his second year, and Brees Hall's a rookie. I I was feeling gutted after the win, just like I don't know. But then J- J- Joe Douglas, I think, sent the right message to the team when he traded for James Robinson yesterday, getting. A guy who was undrafted, but he's shown that he can be a workhorse in the NFL. He's only 24. He started the year as a workhorse in Jacksonville, and I don't think he really played all that bad. They just know that Travis Etienne's better. To get him for a six-round pick that could – it's a six that could become a fifth. I mean, that I, – I thought I, – I love that deal because I, I was really feeling gutted and thinking that this year might go to – like it might go to waste. Because we're five and two, our defense is playing great, and Wilson hasn't looked that good. But you can't take anything for granted in the NFL. If you're five and two, you have to think that the team wants to make a playoff push. You can't just sit back. For the past few years, Douglas. So you are thinking playoffs. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you're you you, you have to think. I mean, you're you're five and two. You know, you're five and two. You just beat two teams on the road. You're heading back home against two divisional opponents. You have to think you can get one of these next two and make the. I I said I wasn't going to think playoffs until the Patriots game, <laughs> but the fact that Douglas went out and made a trade right away, like one day after Hall got hurt, some people were saying that like, oh, Robinson's knee is hurt. The Jets definitely did their due diligence here. I saw some guy on ESPN, like one of their analytics guys, was like, this trade is terrible for the Jets because Robinson averages like negative negative yards above expected, and that's exactly what Ty Johnson will give you. I'm sorry, dude. Literally watch the game. J- James Robinson is a better football player than Ty Johnson. He's also younger. I, I like so, so, Some of these people I don't get. Also, Robinson, since 2021, has played 54 plas- pass-blocking snaps, hasn't allowed a sack or a QB hit when he's been forced to block. So I think that's also huge because Hall, Hall was pretty good at blocking. So obviously – Hall and Carter is one of the best duos in the NFL, but Robinson and Carter can get it done. And if you look at our schedule for the next few weeks, you're home versus the Patriots. We have not beat the Patriots in seven years. This is the perfect opportunity. You have a Patriots team where Belichick handled that, handled the QB room terribly. You cannot, with a young quarterback, like start him, then pull him, start him, then pull him. We saw what happened. Like You look at a guy like, obviously, Kaiser just wasn't that good, but 
for a young quarterback, you need them to be confident when they're out on the field. And yes. I mean, we saw it with Sanchez when we traded for Tebow, and all the fans are chanting Tebow at MetLife. It it gets to your quarterback. Mac Jones is never going to forget all the fans chanting Zappy's name, and then Zappy comes in in the se- in, in the second half. He was terrible. Terrible. You got, they got to start make, Mac Jones. It didn't make any sense why they would bring Mac Jones back and then bench him after a quarter. Like if you're if you're gonna bring him back, like you gotta give him the full game. Yeah. It, so I this is the perfect opportunity to beat the Pats. Then we have the Bills into the bye. That that's gonna be a tough game. But if if we can if we can be six and three going into the bye, this is a team that has a shot. And like I said before, you look at the quarterback hierarchy this year. There's n- usually you have like your five or six guys. Like usually you think Rodgers, Brady, recently Mahomes and Allen, but back like. You think like Breeze and the Saints, teams like that are Peyton gonna, Manning. Yeah, but obviously Peyton Manning. Even like Russ on the Seahawks when he was good. Good teams are winning in different ways now. Like the Bills and Chiefs, like we said, are winning with passing. Jets and Giants are winning with run and yeah. defense. I mean, thinking in the AFC, I think you put Burrow up in that closer to the, toward that tier. They're the way he's hot. played recently, the Bengals hot. are getting hot, and they're just a good team. But other than that, the the Jets really have a shot here. Especially the way their defense is playing, I would have never thought Sauce Gardner would look this good. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. You Clay may disagree because he's not a big Chargers fan, but I'm thinking like assuming. Let's assume the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals assume, and then like the um, Titans win a division. Yeah, the Jets are assuming the Jets are going for a wild card, which is fine. The Jets could be like a five seed. It would probably be the Jets competing with like the loser of the AFC North between the Bengals and Ravens. Yeah, it's it, and Pro- then, possibly the Chargers and, and then the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. So it would be four. So you, it's probably four teams right now fighting for a wild card, well, three it, wild cards. Also, that's why the this Chargers week is terrible. The Chargers may not make this, it, but this, it's, this they're this still going to compete. This week is big for us because if we go to six and two and the Pats fall to three and five, that's. Because if if we lose, the Pats are four and four. We're five and three. You're basically and the in, Pats are in. Yeah, Pats are in a wild card race. You're basically at, at the same spot. So this this week is going to be big. But how, like, ner- how nervous are you? <laughs> it's a big for, game. For first game that really matters in yeah. years. And, yeah, and, for like the first game that actually because this I this Broncos game I was like we had I I didn't even think we had a chance to lose it really. I was like. We're playing. Wow, we're, the confidence. We're, we're playing a Brett <laughs> Ripon led team. Brett Ripon played us before, and he beat us two years ago. Uh, I I can find that our lineup that week was so bad. We had Chris Hogan playing as a starting wide receiver. Our uh, our offensive line was terrible. Obviously, you have Darnold, but Ripon threw Ripon threw a pick six to Pierre Desir, who is terrible. Like Ripon was just not good. We're we're, pl- we're already playing with house money, and we we luckily barely got it done. Now this game against the Pats, Belichick, I don't know. Belichick absolutely despises the Jets. After his oh, yeah. after his one he after he was coached for like a few hours, like I I cannot tell you enough how much he hates the Jets and wants to blow us out every single time. He the Patriots, no matter what week it is, no matter what the score is, will never pull their starters. Will never take their foot off the gas. They just want to pummel the Jets, and that we haven't beaten them in literally seven years. I I'm, saw, and now they're angry. I've the seen the one o'clock games this week, and I think the Patriots Jets are by far the best one o'clock game. Yeah, there's not the the one o'clock games are eh. Like so, Patriots Jets are the best. Not only the best, but I think it has the most yeah. implications. But I mean, just all. Just overall for the Jets this year, the defense is way better than I thought it would look. Our secondary is incredible. Sauce Gardner this past week, 10 targets, 4 catches allowed for 16 yards with 3 pass breakups. 
I mean, he's been locked down. The the only the only weakness on our defense is you could say our linebacker core, but Kwan Alexander when he's healthy is great, and then the D line when they rotate, when Quinnen isn't on the field, it's a little bit of a weakness. But the one positive spin from the Brees Hall injury is now we'll know by the end of the year whether Zach Wilson's the guy. Because if Zach Wilson plays well, I think we'll make the playoffs. If Zach Wilson does not play well, we'll sputter, finish between six and eight wins, and we'll look at this year as a woulda, coulda, shoulda with Brees Hall. But now there's a lot more pressure on Wilson. He's played two very good defenses the past two weeks. With the Packers and Broncos, Like they, they, they want you to just throw underneath because they they think that if you try to throw it deep, they'll they'll just stop you with the way they run their defenses. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw they both run like the two deep safeties, and they have good secondaries. So Lafleur had a good game plan where he knew Wilson's a little jittery. Like you just want to run the ball, but now these next two weeks are two division games at home. Hopefully that they unlock Wilson a little bit. He looked good at the end of the Steeler game. My only worry is that when Wilson's playing with house money and there's no pressure. He looks fine, but it's when, like he, it seems like he's almost just worried to make a mistake to the point where he just misses some of those easy throws. Like he's so he doesn't want to lose the game, but he he's just so scared that he's also not going to win us the game right now, which is scary because we're we're winning games just like it that Broncos game. It was it just felt like a giant game. Like the game was so close the whole time. Like we never pulled away. It. It was just so tight, but uh, the also we're four and zero when we wear the white unis and the black pants. We're changing it up this week, all black with the new alternate helmets. The jersey Uh-oh. looks awesome, <laughs> so hopefully the juju of the jerseys isn't <laughs> done. But we haven't we haven't worn green all year, like. Is that a good thing? Well, no, <laughs> green's our color. We but but you're five and two, and it's you green's don't wear a winning color. <laughs> like, that's the question. Like this is a that's a sick uniform with the helmet. <laughs> I mean, on ho- on a Hollow Weekend. I mean, come on. Oh, because uh, remember what happened last year, Halloween weekend. I don't remember what happened to the Jets uh, on Halloween weekend. Mike uh, White. Uh, Mike, Mike, oh, White. Mike, Mike White. White happened. That was Halloween. That was <laughs> on Halloween. That was on Halloween because we wore all black last year during that game, and Mike White. Came, that was his coming out party. Oh, can I ask you a question about the Jets? Sure. What would you say to the haters? Not me. I'm not one of these. But some haters are saying. You guys beat Jacoby Brissett, Kenny Pickett, back of quarterback, Skylar Thompson, Brett Rippon, and a wash Aaron Rodgers. And now you're going up <laughs> next week against possibly Bailey Zapp. Are you sure the Jets are good? I'm not saying this, but some haters are saying this. Uh, I, <laughs> I just think, in like if you in the NFL, any given week, no matter who your quarterback is, any team can win any given Sunday. And the fact that. We've beaten – we traveled into Green Bay to win. Like, all right, Ro- Rodgers hasn't looked great the past few weeks, but you're still traveling to Green Bay. Traver- traveled to Denver to win. You could argue that Rippon was better than Russell Wilson's by all year. <laughs> That's not saying anything, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> and then also all, all, all the – like the past few years, everybody – no, like no one in the AFC East, especially like Patriot fans, Dolphin fans – no one batted an eye any time a Jets quarterback didn't play. They'd be like, well, it's part of, injuries are part of the game. So I'm going to spin it on them. Injuries are part of the game. We, we didn't just beat Skylar Thompson. We destroyed the Dolphins. We went into Lambeau. We manhandled the Packers. All right. The, the Brissett game, we had Joe Flacco playing quarterback. 
So we beat we beat a backup quarterback with our backup quarterback. That's that's a good that's answer. True. That's, that's a good so answer. So I I just I don't get why Browns fans are gonna be mad. And then they shouldn't Pickett, because Flacco I mean, just torched the Browns. Pickett the was quarter. the first rookie quarterback taken in the draft. So I mean, Pickett could Pickett <laughs> still be good. I don't know. Pickett's just Pickett's been kind of unlucky with his picks. He's forcing it a little bit, but uh-huh. good one. Well, you're right. Well, you're right. Let's see. Let's Pun. see. Let's see what happens because the Patriots minus their quarterback, they still have a physical roster, and obviously you're right. facing the juggernaut. Right. If bills. you if you really want to be a hater on the Jets, you can see how we play against the Bills and judge us there. But I'm not a hater. I think the Jets are making the playoffs. <laughs> all right, all right. But it could just, make the Super Bowl. In the it's hard to be five and two by accident in the NFL, and if you if you look at the overall roster, our you are you are, you are what your record is. Our quarterback play hasn't been great, but our defense has been awesome, and our and our run game and game plan has been great. So, I think that's attributed to the fact that we have a good coaching staff now. We have a GM who kind of rebuilt the culture, bringing in. You look at some of these like Kwan Alexander, C.J. Mosley. Uh, Justin Hardy, who's probably the best gunner, the best one of the arguably one of the best special teams player in in all the NFL. You have these guys in the locker room that are just kind of bringing a culture that hasn't been there since the Rex Ryan days. And even when when we had that short run there, that was not it's not sustainable. I feel like what they're trying to build now is something that will hopefully kind of have a foundation for the next few years because you look at the town on both sides of the ball it it's going to be there i mean we have all these young guys these guys that we locked up for three four years so things are looking up aside from the two injuries this week but it's hard to be five and two by accident and just big game against the pats this week because if we fall to five and three i'm gonna get a little worried especially at home (laughs) (laughs) like Gotta have to play well this week, especially after what the Bears did to the Pats in New England. <laughs> Come on. Well, it it's currently one forty two and we missed the one fifteen white card. So no, I'll read I'll read two. Oh, hand up, it was my fault. Uh one forty two here in Philadelphia, WXVU eight nine one the roar. You're listening to Scoop and Score radio show. Uh V891 The Roar is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day for the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And a second one, uh, WXVU is proud to debut The Morning Roar, our brand new weekly morning show. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Every Friday at 8 a.m. for one full hour, we'll discuss the latest happenings around Villanova and bring you news, sports, and in-depth interviews and all kinds of cool features. That's the Morning Roar, this and every Friday at 8 a.m. only on Villanova's V891, The Roar. Uh, other stuff in the NFL, Chris McCaffrey got traded. That's true. Uh, and as we mentioned before, James Robinson already got traded ahead of the – Trade deadline next week as November. Oh, it's November first. That's coming up. Yeah, running backs. That's one week from today. Yeah, actually, running trade deadline will be during the show. Yeah, oh, running backs. That'll be fun. Running backs are just like shipped off like whenever they. Mm-hmm. Well, I say. I mean, the best guy that could get traded is probably Hunt. 
Yeah. Do you think the the Browns would trade him? I guess they're already two well, and five. Well, the thing five. is, they're two and five, and he's a pending free agent. Yeah. Their their thought they probably if they were three and four, I think I don't think they would look to trade him. I think it depends on this week. If they fall to two and six, they have no reason not to trade. Who him. do they play? I think the Bengals. Ooh, yeah, that's, that could be a that it, it's it's a it's a tough on Monday night. Also, the Browns could have easily been three and zero, oh, which is just so funny. The fact that they're two and five now, I mean. <laughs> They they had yeah. that game one against us, and it looked like all right, Brissett's gonna right the ship till Watson gets back, and then the Browns could the Browns <laughs> could be a playoff team. Yeah, we were discussing Not that like the Browns like could have gone five hundred and be and been okay, but like now like well, the two they're three games under five hundred. It's been a tough go. They barely beat the Panthers. They lost they lost to us by that in that one point game. They beat the the Steelers on that terrible Thursday night game. They lost to the Falcons by three. Lost to the Chargers by two, got blown out by the Pats, and then lost to the Ravens by three. So they've been in basically every game except for the Patriot game. Yeah, and yes, and they apparently Kareem Hunt requested either a trade or extension during training camp, and they didn't give him either. So it doesn't seem like he's going to resign. It doesn't seem like they really want him back because they didn't want to extend him at all. And yeah, they're they're two and five. If they get blown out by Cincinnati, their division rival on prime time Monday Night Football, there actually is probably a good chance that they trade them. Yeah, one trade that I would like to see: uh, Roquan Smith to the Jets. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Ro- Roquan Smith, possibly. He, I, I doubt he gets traded. The, uh, D- DJ Moore, maybe. I mean, yeah, anybody from the Panthers. Brian Burns was, I think, someone offered him two firsts. Well, yeah, the Panthers want more than two firsts for Burns. That's which it's the, a lot. Uh, it feels like the Panthers need to get two firsts back for Burns, but it's also, it's like an it's an overpay to give two firsts, but the Panthers need that kind of value back. So it's it's tough to work out the deal there. I mean, like a a, D, a DJ Moore, Elijah Moore kind of trade. The Panthers are like not that. I don't think they need to sell as much as I think they think they do i think they have good defensive pieces they have dj Moore. they, they shouldn't sell any young guys if Getting they rid ha- of anderson and mccaffrey was fine yeah, if they have a top five pick get your quarterback and see and build around him i don't i don't think i think the panthers will be okay they gotta have the right find the right uh, head coach though to build around that quarterback get the quarterback like and the Capco. coach in the same year <laughs> please no but <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah um who else could be traded Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony, possibly, but I haven't heard Ronald anything Jones. on that. Claypool? I, I heard oh, Claypool, Claypool, yeah. Claypool. I heard the Packers were calling about him. Claypool Packers and Judy. Should. The Steelers want so much for also, him, though. Also, like, w- I doubt they'll do it, but teams should call the Texans about Brandon Cooks. Cooks, just everywhere he goes, he's been a solid receiver. Like, he, he's just a useful guy in any offense. I've heard the Jets are possibly looking to get Tunsil. Uh... Really, Laramie Tunsil. I've had, I've heard that. So, the rumors are spreading. That the text could fire sale and just set, sell uh, everybody. And then Judy obviously is on the trade. And then obviously the Elijah Moore rumors. I'm not sure that you'll trade Elijah Moore or Denzel Mims. I think you need those playmakers now that Brees Hall's hurt. You need passing weapons. I would be very shocked if offensive linemen get traded yeah, <laughs> like I... that. Like, actually, hmm. Yeah, Giants. Giants probably won't trade for anybody. Maybe a receiver. We would give like, but would the Texans really want Elijah Moore and picks for Tunsil? That's the thing. It's like, what's Tunsil worth? A second at least, I think. Yeah, I mean, do the Jets want to continue getting young players back? 
or the Jets like all in to get a playoff berth this year? I mean, Tunsil's still pretty young, right? The, the trade deadline is after this week, so week eight. So the Patriots. When is week? Oh, I mean, November. But like Tunsil's a total and complete stud at left tackle. A complete what? He he he's a total yeah. stud. I mean, it may not. It, it it's probably it's probably due to the Barry Tucker injury. Like you have to count on that injury too. It sucks, or, but yeah, like if, it just shows you're uh, in. What if the Browns moves like Jack Conklin? Yeah, possibly too. Browns, I'm I'll be interested if the Browns sell after getting Deshaun. Like they just paid Deshaun all this money, and now like they have to sell. They have the most cap space in the NFL by miles right now before the trade deadline. Like everybody's in the the single digits, and the Browns have like 33 million cap. Well, is, is it because Watson's technically? I the... I actually don't know. It, does that like impact salary? I feel like it would. Like the Browns are in a pretty good cap space, like to sell, like or to get players. Excuse me, but then again, the Browns like are they really competing? Like the Browns have to like win a lot more. Obviously, they're two I mean, games look, back of a wild card let's spot. At, let's look at the Browns' schedule. They're two games back of a division berth, but like the Ravens and the Bengals, I don't see them beating. I don't see I don't see the Browns beating any of those two. And then the two games back of the wild card, right? Who was the last wild card spot? Dolphins or Chargers? Uh, I think it's Jets are in sole for uh fifth yeah, seed possession, fifth right? Seed. Wow. Same with the Giants. Great, great five seeds right now. The Jets and Giants, huh? So if you win the next two weeks, you could be the oh, division leaders. Yeah. Game against the Bills is for first place in the AFC. Okay. Would it be for first place in the AFC? It might be. Depending oh on the Chiefs. My goodness, you're two wins away from being first place in the AFC. Yeah, who the Chiefs lost? Wow. Who are the Chiefs' losses? Colts and Bills. Bills and who are the Jets' losses? Um, so you have the same conference record because you look right. Yeah. Uh, Bengals and Ravens. Yeah. So what's what's so what's second tiebreaker division record? Or is it is it common no, head? Is it common? Yeah. Or it's either strength of schedule or common head to head opponents. What? It has, it has to be common head to head. Sorry. <laughs> Jason's laptop is about to die. <laughs> I just saved I, it. We're, we're, we saved we're, it. We're, we're, we're plugged in. Woo! Yeah, Browns have versus the Bengals at the Dolphins at the Bills. They're done. Oh. Bye. Oh. Bye, Browns. Better luck next that year. Sucks. Bye. <laughs> when you have the Bills on your schedule, it's like, oh, it's like that. That's brutal. <laughs> it, it, it's it's week 11 at the Bills. Is Watson back for week 11 or is he? He's is back he, for the Texans. Week 12. The, the Texans are week 13. Their week third against the Browns? Yeah. Maybe Watson's suspension started in week two. I don't know. They said week. They yeah, purposely yeah. got it to week. Uh, He's back against the Texans. He's back against the Texans. Well, they have. When Watson's back, they have six games left at Texans, at Bengals, versus Ravens, versus Saints, at Washington, at Pittsburgh. Oh, wait. The suspension started in week two. Is that what you said? I'm not sure, but. No, I sorry, week I, one. Oh. I. I saw that it's. I, I saw that he started against the Texans. Yeah, I saw it was eleven games, He's but I saw. I thought he was going to start against the Texans, but that's week thirteen. Yeah, huh. the, the bye. Oh yeah, the bye. It's the bye. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, but bye. week. <sighs> Tiebreaker between the Chiefs and Jets would be head to head, which doesn't have anything. Uh, yeah, Houston. Division record, which is the same. Common games so would be the next one. So division record is ahead of common games. Yes, but division records. So uh, it's gonna favor the Chiefs because you gotta beat the Bills. Oh wait, this is the record division. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think division uh, record. Sh- it should be common opponent first. I'll do. Uh, 
I'll go on NFL playoff predictor and I'll just all right head to head. They have that right now for week seven. They have that. Jason would know. It's like the one. It, but he's like not the, thinking playoffs. It's like the one thing where you just like tap who's gonna win each game. I'll just I'll just tap the best Jets. win loss tie percentage right, in Jets. common games minimum Jets of four. Are the Chiefs not, oh, Chiefs trying to buy this week. Right? So but we're not gonna have a minimum of four. So let's just say hypothetically right. common games. Who if, are the Chiefs? If, in if, if the Jets beat the Bills, the Jets would be Jets the one be. seed in the oh because the Jets would be seven and two. The Chiefs would be six and two. Oh, <laughs> wow! Damn. So the Jets are two wins away from sole possession of the one seed. Wow, that's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not thinking playoffs. No. Oh, wait, the Giants. If the Eagles somehow lose next week, the Giants are thinking Super Bowl. I'm not thinking playoffs until next after the next Yops. week's game. The Yops. The Yops. Yops. The Soupy. It's just oh, you're thinking no. Soupy. Th- this entire Jet season comes back to how Zach Wilson plays the rest of the year. Yeah. Because James Robinson's good, but he's no he's no Brees Hall. Brees Hall, Brees Hall is, his just, athleticism, his elusiveness. Yeah, just J- James Robinson's a guy who's a proven workhorse. He's young and he he can block well, and he's a guy who you can use more at, at like the goal line, kind of getting up the middle. And then Michael Carter's your change of pace. Apparently, they still want to use Ty Johnson in a, in a pass catching role. I don't get that at all. If anything, get Bam Knight on the roster, the kid from NC State, undrafted guy. See what you have with him, but or maybe use Elijah Moore out of the backfield, make him a little happier, because he feels like he's being persecuted based on what he's been tweeting out lately. <laughs> he's being persecuted for uh, getting the most snaps at wide receiver, running the most routes, and then requesting a trade. That's pretty bad. I mean, but no, he's being persecuted. Is what he's saying. That's oh, he <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't know why Elijah Moore is in the second year. He has no right to to request a trade. He has under a thousand career yards. <laughs> like what? Who does he think I he mean, is? Maybe he should get more separation. Maybe he's not getting the ball for a reason because maybe it's him. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, is he, he him? No, Garrett Wilson's him. <laughs> they've <laughs> also. Garrett Wilson's like fourth in the NFL in like sep in like separation per route run or something. But again, w- what does that stat really mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's a very specific stat. Yeah, <laughs> that you would only know if you're a Jets fan. Yeah, I, <laughs> Jets Twitter is all over that stat, being like, "Dude, guys, trust me, Garrett Wilson's good." He Garrett Garrett Wilson's good, but when it comes to running a route to get a first down or like knowing where the sticks are, he's not the best, and he just has too many drops. But he's a great route runner, and overall, they, they seem to use him better. LaFleur is too focused on the run game. He's not using Moore or Wilson in the right way. That's, also, what, that's what it's been the last two weeks, right? The run game? It's yeah, been so but that, that's the thing. Moore is mad that he's not getting targeted, but no one's getting targeted. I think Garrett Wilson led the team in targets. He had five. They, the Jets n- understand that game flow, at least in Green Bay and in Denver, you're not going to win by passing the ball like that. You're going to win by running the football and dominating time possession. Just winning the field position battle because both defenses are very good. And that's what they've done both weeks. The Packers, they won by 17 because they got that punt return touchdown. And we won by one score this week just because we we won. our offense was a little bit better. Because Hall had that 60-yard rushing touchdown. That was the only reason why. Well, elsewhere in the NFL... Matt Ryan was benched this week for Sam Ellinger. He's going to start. The former Texas quarterback will be starting against 
Uh, I don't know who they're playing. But they're starting this week. Oh, it's Colts, Colts versus uh, Washington Commanders. Oh, okay. That's a good one to start Matt for. Ryan has to be done, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you're getting benched in week eight. Yeah, he's done. After you just got traded. Well, I don't know who might be back for Washington. Antonio Gibson. <laughs> he, he has that he has that Tony God. Pollard role in the in the Washington offense now. He's just he's so much better than Brian Robinson. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Not salty. So much better. And then JC Jackson, the Chargers safety is out for the year. Yeah, that looks like Chargers. a bad injury. He also he Once also again he also ha- he hasn't looked good though. That's yeah, he hasn't the no one on the Chargers is. And everyone's like the Chargers are the best team. Yeah, in the AFC. I mean at this point, like you, you gotta blame like the coach. I mean they have so much talent and like they don't like perform up to expectations. Do they have talent? You would think, right? I don't know. They have Herbert. They, they have a good old line. Well. Mike Williams is hurt now. Keaton Allen well. is hurt. So Rashawn Slade is hurt. Corey Lindsley has been solidified in the offensive line as a center. Joey Bosa has been nicked up. Khalil Mack. Derwin James, J.C. Jackson. I mean, they're stacked in talent-wise on paper, but, like, half their team is hurt. They just – I mean, if you have the quarterback, though, like, you got to be able to – especially a generational talent, you got to be able to – Herbert is not a generational talent. He's a generational talent. Yes, he, he has a losing record at every point in his career. All right, so he'll he's be a – gener- a career-winning so record. He'll be a generational talent. He's never made the playoffs. He'll be a generational talent that will not win a Super Bowl. Not make the playoffs. He may not. Yeah, may not even. What do you think? Like generational talents that didn't win a Super Bowl. You think like Dan Marino, who made it to a Super Bowl in his second year. Yeah. What's Herbert ever done? Nothing. Well, He's think, not good. Oh. Well, He's not good. Are you gonna? Are you comparing Justin Herbert maybe to like a little bit better of a Philip Rivers? Guy that can't get to this. Philip really Rivers good. at least made an AFC Championship game on a torn ACL. <laughs> I don't even know if he's that. Herbert's got to make an AFC Championship game once in his career, right? <laughs> I don't know. He's not. He hasn't shown it yet. Well, assuming the Bills Chiefs make it to the AFC Championship game. Bills gonna, Chiefs. What about the Jets? <laughs> well, Jets. We're, we we thought it was going to be Yankee Mets in the World Series, <laughs> but it's actually Giants and Jets <laughs> in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a very fun Super Bowl. Um. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're thinking Giants in the no, Super Bowl? No, no. <laughs> you're thinking about it. Look, if I'm thinking of only one possibility, I want the Jets. Are you with me? Let's make amends. If we make the, if we make the Super Bowl, it has to be like against us. Okay. All right. It has what is, to be. What does it even mean? The, the, the means the Giants are either not making a Super Bowl or they're making a Super Bowl against the Jets. Will you get shot <laughs> with a paintball gun if the Giants win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I would. All right. <laughs> People are going, I'll be fine. <laughs> awesome. All right. Here to here first. Dapo would get Let's go Giants. with a paintball gun, and then Giants win the Super Bowl. You hear that, Dable? Come on, buddy. <laughs> oh, I want to get one of those Dable shirts now. You seen those Dable shirts? Yeah, the ones that they were wearing yeah. at the game. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't bought it yet? No, i got to see the price. I brought my price? I brought my Daniel Jones shirt a little too early, even though it's, it's looking good right now. But I brought my Daniel Jones shirt like in week. And your Garrett Cole shirt a little too early. No, Garrett Cole's oh. just so, so great, <laughs> great player. Okay. Well, it, okay. it's now it's now two o'clock here on the main line, and you're listening to Scoop and Score on WXVU 89.1 The Roar. We've got a half hour left. We're gonna talk about a little bit of baseball. I think you guys. You guys are both Yankee fans. How'd the Yankees do this week? Could have played better. Oh, 
the most pathetic sporting event I've ever. <laughs> oh, gone you! To. I forgot you were at the game. Yeah, I was at Game Three. It was <laughs> terrible. Well, for the listeners who don't know, we can recap it. Game One, the Yan- or all season, I've been hearing about how the Yankees are the best team ever. How they're on pace to win 120 games. Aaron Judge is like the reincarnation of I, I don't of everybody that's ever been good for the Yankees. Uh, you guys are once you get healthy, you'll be absolutely okay. That the players like IKF and Aaron Hicks are not actually going to play in the in the lineup because you're so much better than them. And then you guys came in the playoffs, struggled to beat the Guardians, and then go into the Astros, your self-proclaimed biggest rival. That you have, you've I I haven't heard ever since I've known you guys. You've talked about how much you just hate the Astros. They cheated a 2017 away from you. You're like you're gonna beat them this year. This is the year you split with them in the in the four game series back in the regular season, and then you get to the playoffs thinking that you were going to beat them, and what happens? You get swept. What happened? I I thought you guys were the World Series champions. You said we shouldn't even play the season because the World Series was over, already over because the Yankees won. What right, happened? Right, who what said, happened? I I did not say. I'll that. pull up. I'll pull up the tape. Did I say that? It, it was mainly it was mainly Tapo. I said in April and we were on pace. <laughs> but problem is, here's the problem. In why you, do you, you were say, on, Why we, do you say we, stuff we like that? We were on that. pace in April. <laughs> why do you say stuff like <laughs> Ten that? Ten games into the season, we were on pace to win the World you Series. You gotta say it every as a Yankee fan. You gotta say it every year because all right. I think that it's becoming – I mean, the players have to perform. But the problem is 2017 was the peak of the Baby Bombers era, right? That ba- was, yeah. That was Judge's rookie season. We weren't well, expected to do much. Baby Bomber era, huge disappointment. It's been a disappointment. They need, they need to – The 2017 was the peak, and we were very close to the Astros, right? You can take away the cheating. The Astros still develop players well. But, like, every single year since the Baby Bombers started, there has been a – an increased gap because obviously the two best teams well, 20, in the AL. 2019, we were really we 2019. Were we were close, but we lost in six. And in 2017, we lost in seven. And this year, we lost in four. So it's becoming a player development issue. I think it's becoming a front office issue as well. Um, on Twitter, I saw like you look at the guys that the Yankees have hired or currently have positions. They have hired these guys in the 2000s decade compared to the Astros front office. Well, and they are fresh. They're new. They're modern the, baseball. The, the one thing, Sean made a good point. A lot of those guys were hired recently because of the whole cheating scandal, and they got I, rid of a lot of the guys. They, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, he's probably right on that. But they're still like – I mean, this year, like the, the new guys, they developed Jeremy Pena to be a superstar. Yeah, Pena. They developed these new pitchers. Like I've never heard but of Fran Valdez. So because we like pull Cole away from them. Correa's gone. George Springer's gone. Yeah. I mean, Josh Reddick wasn't that good, but he's gone. And then they have these guys. Kyle Tucker comes up. Pena comes up. You have Valdez, Montero. Um, who's the other pitcher? Garcia. Their whole bullpen is stacked. And the Michael King injury definitely. I think started the downfall because he was still leading the AL in relievers in war a month later. That just shows how valuable he was. He was your eighth inning guy. He made Holmes feel comfortable because Holmes knew that King wasn't going to let up a run like coming into the eighth. And King was good enough to go length, and King was good enough to close. And so that injury really hurt our bullpen. What are you doing over there? You got a phone call? 
Finding receipts? Do I even have any? Anyway. Uh, and this whole, and, and, you know, there's so much to talk about the Yankees. And especially this year, what has been this ominous cloud that's hovered the Yankees? It's been this this rising of Anthony Volpe, who's a top five prospect right now. But because Anthony Volpe is rising, it forced us to not want to get this good shortstop in free agency. And this is another good the, shortstop class. But the thing is, the, if we signed Correa last year, you signed him to the same deal the Twins signed. Three-year deal with the opt-out after year one. He's opting out no matter what yeah. after year one. Because yeah. he might still sign with the Twins, but now his his market, the value will be up. Last year there was the whole, the strike, no one really, no one, unless you were like a total and complete superstar like Freddie Freeman, you're not getting that long-term deal. Anthony Volpe is a sh- long-term Option. He will be good long term. Correa was your short term. This is a short term team. Like this team is built to win now. Correa is the player built to win and help us now. Volpe is built to help us three years from now, two years from now. Now, based on everything, he's probably going to call up next year, and he's he's going to have to perform. There's so much expectations on him now <laughs> because we f excuse me screwed up <laughs> the uh, wow <laughs> screwed up the uh, screwed up the uh, infield. Peraza doesn't even get a chance to play. We play him for one oh, week. Yeah. Also, but if Peraza gets that bat during the regular season, he looks better at the plate in the playoffs. Yes, he does. Because he, he looked great in the field, but he just couldn't, he couldn't do anything at the plate. Do you know who plate. was getting at bats? Peraza, who hasn't seen bats in months. Carp is great, but Carp hasn't seen bats Carp in two months. Terrible. Frankie Montas is pitching in an ALCS game where he hasn't pitched in weeks. But then Ron, Ron's not on the roster. Ron's he not also on the hasn't pitched. DJ LeMahieu's not on the roster, even though while well, he hasn't hit, you still trust him more than the, than these other guys. Uh, LeMahieu would have definitely hit above 150, yeah. which is what most of the guys Cabrera were hitting Cabrera struggled, the and Ben Attendee would have, if he was healthy, it was just a mess. It was a mess of managing. It was a mess of roster construction. On Aaron Judge's best season, one of the best seasons of all time. Now he's a free agent, and people are skeptical because he didn't perform in the playoffs. Because the team goes as Aaron Judge goes, right? Well, it's not only he didn't perform in the playoffs; he looked absolutely he horrible. Two of the worst at bats I've ever seen during Game Three. He when was terrible. he he swung at pitches like he gave like a half, uh, like a half. Swing. Yeah, he was swinging a ball. Yeah, the he's, he just looked absolutely horrible. Yes, and then he ru- he runs in front of Bader, which it's B- Bader should have caught it. But yeah, a judge. If you're six seven, you cannot run right in front of Bader. That's the center fielder's ball. Yeah, he definitely called him off. Look, the NL is a lot more. They have a lot more teams: Braves, Dodgers, Mets, Padres, I, Phillies. Now, I guess the Cardinals. In the AL, it's more Astros, Yankees have been the two dominant teams in the last couple of years. The problem oh, with the wait, Yankees. How do you call the Yankees dominant if they haven't made a World Series? No, since I'm talking. I'm, I said the AL in, in terms of the Yankees and the, uh, the problem. I'm, I'm about to say. I'm about to say it. The problem is the Astros is heads and heels above the Yankees. So it's always the Astros and the Yankees are the top two teams, but the Astros are always a top team. They always come out of the AL. They have dominated the AL for six years, like dominated the league almost, and they're on pace to probably win another World Series after making the for the last six World Series. So the Astros, just their front office, the way they scout, the way they develop, their pitching has been fantastic. And the Yankees should be taking notes, and honestly, they should be hiring new analytics, new scouting for the majors. What they're doing in the minor league system has been very good. The Yankees, once again, have a top 10, top 5 minor league 
you know. But it's like that. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter if you don't call anyone up till they're twenty-seven. That's the thing. Because we have a problem calling players up. We have a good job developing them in the minor leagues. But when they get called up, they get called up either too late or they get called up out of position, or we don't send them back when they're cold. Or we, you know, it's like it, we're constantly messing up these players. And if we mess up Anthony Volpe, there will be a lot of repercussions because Volpe has cost us a lot of possible. Um, Shorts up um, in free agency. And this year is going to be no exception. We're not going to sign Trey Turner. We're not going to sign Correa. We're not going to sign Bogarts. So I don't know what we're going to do. Obviously, the main plan of the offseason is to re-sign Judge. Because without Judge, we're a fourth-place team. That's how much value Judge brings to the team. But it's like the, the Yankees did lose mostly close games to the Ashes. It's just those subtle mistakes that they made or we made that they didn't. And they also hit their home runs when they had guys on base, and we failed to get guys on base. So based on what I'm hearing, Cashman and Boone will probably return. And that's fine, but I think Boone – I think not Boone. I think Cashman needs to get checked, and I think we need to bring newer – like scouting and analytics in because Cashman can't make the moves by himself. He's been good enough to get us in the playoffs every year, but it's about time that like you take this next step up. And if Hal Steinbrenner is a like a true owner and believes that he goes off, you know, believes that he is the next coming of his father, which he never will be because George was always testament to winning. And I guarantee we'd have like two rings this decade if George was alive. Because when Hal took over, guess what? We have zero rings. Coincidence? It's the ownership change. We still have the third highest payroll. So like, do something about it, Cashman. And Hal needs to do something and, 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 and start winning instead of dealing with financial issues. We're the second most valuable team in, in America. But it doesn't feel like that because we don't use that to our advantage. In a sport where money is a huge advantage, having a high payroll. Mm-hmm. So, you want to say anything about that, or is that good for Yankee talk? Did you find? Oh, you didn't find any receipts. All right, all right, we'll move on. I guess <laughs> we'll play them. We'll play them next week. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, if you find them, like in the trash. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we can keep this going on forever. I could keep talking Yankees so baseball much. forever. <laughs> I could keep, I, I could talk Yankee. I could rant if Yankee. Cashman I could talk Yankee. If make one move this offseason, what would you want him to do? Besides re-sign Judge or yeah. re-sign Judge? No. Well, you, is uh, he going to re-sign Judge? Assuming that we re-sign Judge. Um, get rid of Donaldson. <laughs> that, <laughs> Not even that, replace him with that, someone. Just, that just that get rid of move him. might go down as one of it's the worst. It's one of the worst trades I've ever because seen. That, that, that was our big move. That was our big Move the needle, move in the off season. Re- replace Urshela with Donaldson, and then uh, have IKF as the guy who didn't he lead the AL in hits last year? Who? IKF. Yeah, he did. I don't know what happened to IKF. What happened to his defense? <laughs> well, you know, because I don't mind. He's a, he, don't, he, he's a third baseman. Yeah, I don't mind keeping IKF, but he's not a starter, and I don't ever want to see him start. Start Peraza. He should be. I have have DJ play third, and then have yeah. IKF come off the bench for DJ if he's hurt. And then he has well. to decide. Cash has to decide if he keeps Glaber or he wants to call Volpe up and play my second. I I think yeah. You have Peraza as your shortstop. 
Cabrera is your like utility guy who can play. Yeah, he's utility. In the outfield, I he, wouldn't start he's, him. Yeah, he's a guy who plays if people are injured because he he didn't show me enough this year to no. really be a starter. He's not much of a hitter. He could play yeah. defense. You he, can resign Benatendi, or you can Nimmo may be on the uh, on the um, Nimmo will be on the market because they're going to be so busy signing Degrom and Edwin Diaz to contracts. Yeah, but if if you could somehow pull like Diaz away, yeah, that'd be also, nice. I I know we didn't go after Rodon this year, but that'd be Carlos Rodon. I would love to get he he'd be a guy you could probably get four years for a hundred mil. Yeah, because I think Montas I, I would, I would starting his rotation is fine because if you have a if you have Cole Nestor and Sevi well, top yeah, three, M- M- Montas has Arb and he, I mean we could probably get him in arbitration for around six mil, which yeah. for overall for an MLB contract on the Yankees, like imagine a rotation of Montas, Rodon, Cole and, Nestor, and, and Sevi. Another thing that's key, I think we get, Rizzo's not gonna accept his team his his player option. I think it's sixteen mil. He's gonna decline that and want to come back for probably over twenty. I think you got to bring him back because not only his his average is gonna go up next year with no shift. That's true. Think about shift. think about how many times he Rizzo hit into the shift. Yeah, I don't. There's not gonna be a good gotta, first baseman on the market. Got to keep your lefty bat, and then um, I, and then ideally Benatendi or Nemo out and left. Yeah. It, it, it's also the thing is a lot of these injuries in our bullpen. Those guys aren't gonna be back next year either, though. Scott. Yeah. Scotty Efros is not will not play next year. Because even if he if he's healthy by the playoffs, he wouldn't have played all year. Cashman is good though. One of Cashman's strength is finding good relievers. Yeah, the Wandy well, deal. Yeah, trading for Wandy, trading for Holmes. Yeah, but the thing is also if King does doesn't isn't King waiting to see if he needs Tommy John or not still? Yeah, King. I, King, if King needs Tommy John, he's done next year. I wouldn't bank on King to play right away. So like they shouldn't like make they should make moves assuming that he won't play right away. Um, we'll see. I mean, yeah. Th- I mean, right now it's like the the Yankees are not really playing for the World Series right now. They're playing to beat the Astros to get to the World Series because the Astros are just that good. And, and they still failed. They failed they miserably. This yeah, year. yeah. They. I don't know. The Astros are just really good. Um, and if the Phillies beat the Astros in the World Series, and that's that's an even bigger problem then because you have under uh, worse teams than you. Beating the Astros while the Yankees just struggle to beat one team that like have dominant right-handed relievers that just dominate you. So. Or the NL East just owns the Astros. Looking like it, possibly go NL East. The, 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 yeah. the Nationals beat them in 2019. Braves, Braves Phillies. beat them last year. Phillies are playing them now. Oh, the Mets wish they can get on that bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we could switch to like college football if you want to quickly talk uh, for the week. Sure. Um, looking ahead. What, what do we have this week? Penn State, Ohio State. Big time matchup in Happy Valley. Yeah, that, yeah. What else is it? Uh, ooh, what, um, nothing changed in the top four much. Except TCU's looking good. I saw. TCU's looking good. Yeah, like, it's just tough to predict top four right now. So that's like. Yeah. Clemson is not very good. Or Syracuse is really good. One of the two. But it looked like Clemson. Oh, was Syracuse bad. had that nice scoop and score though. They did. Have yeah, nice they scoop did. He score. even said it. He's like scoop and score <laughs> for a touchdown. Now every time I hear that, I just think of this radio show. Yeah, this one, this one of those scoop and score uh, wow. calls on the on the sh- on the broadcast. I mean, it's not much to talk about college football in terms of like we will get a better picture when, when the rankings come when out. When do the rankings come out? Probably next week. All right. Well, you look that up. 
Uh, I'll read. It's it's currently two sixteen here. WXVU eight nine one. The Roar Villanova's campus radio station. Forget about your Fridays looking bleak. What about your Wednesdays? Villanova University's award-winning student-run weekly newspaper. It's residence halls, dining halls, and every academic building every Wednesday morning for your reading pleasure. Read up on all things Villanova and beyond, from news to sports to arts and entertainment. Have some feedback? Email your response letters to editor at villanovan.com. That's editor at villanovan.com. This message has been brought to you by WXVU 89.1 FM Villanova. What did you find? It is next week. It is it Tuesday. Is. A week from today? Seven. Yep, it is at seven. Do trade deadline and then... Yeah. It's at seven on Tuesdays every single week except for the selection day and then 9 p.m. between the Champions Classic. Basketball. <laughs> so. <laughs> Basketball's almost back, too. Yeah, basketball, it's... Not much has happened in terms of basketball talk, but uh, I think more people will be talking about it next week, uh, which we'll talk about... We'll talk about all the college sports next week, I guess, right? Because everything, the pre, it'll be a week from college basketball, and then the rankings will come out. Oh no, the rankings won't come out for us. Ah, oh, we're gonna miss the first rankings. We're gonna be always late. We're gonna be very yeah, late for rankings. Have, we're, gonna have, we're gonna have to predict <laughs> the rankings for the upcoming week. Yeah, that'd be fun though. Yeah, that would. Yeah. So then, this week is there anything that was gonna impact it? This weekend, if Penn State wins, that could have a m- massive impact. Uh, no one else is really gonna lose. Ken West Virginia. West Virginia's not good. TCU will probably be undefeated then going into it. Um, let's see. Kansas State beating Oklahoma State. I mean, Oklahoma State's not gonna be. They've already lost one. If they go undefeated, that's though. something to watch for. Or long. Oh, if who goes undefeated? Oklahoma State. They've already lost TCU. Like the rest of the way. I mean. Oh, if they have one loss. Yeah, because they'll be TCU and the they'll avenge their one yeah, loss. Yeah, in the championship game. And it was away that so one that's loss. Only to, but that's not going to impact this week's rankings or whenever. No, you mean like drastically impact yeah. this week? Like, no, it would. Only the only there. one would be if TCU. TCU is the big question. Oh, it would Where be, are they put it TCU? Would be if any team like Kentucky. Now I know they're on the road, but like, could give Tennessee trouble. Not much this week. Obviously, the big games that are, will impact rankings will be Tennessee, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, TCU goes at Texas, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Com- Florida, Georgia's this week. I mean, Georgia's struggled against some teams. If they lose that. Does Clemson have any, um, like, hard games the rest of the year? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> they play in the ACC. Like, so. They could just waltz right to the, the playoffs. Like, it'll be intriguing to see because this is right now projected to get Two. Oh, and Tennessee, Kentucky this week. There's a decent amount of good Next games. Next week? That's no this week. Yeah, Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, that's so Tennessee, yeah, Kentucky, yeah. Florida, Georgia, TCU, West Virginia, Ohio State, Penn State. Those are yeah. the four games to keep an eye on for the. The Rangers. question is, what happens in the Big Ten and SEC that will affect what happens in the ACC and Big Twelve? Meaning, like, if there's two SEC teams that they really want to get in, and the well, one Big, Big Ten 12, team, TCU controls their own destiny right now. Yes. At this point, like TCU, yeah, TCU and Clemson both. But like right now, I feel like they would always put Clemson in. Which honestly, TCU has played tougher opponents, I would think. No, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know if TCU is getting the respect that they deserve. And DJ Ugogli got terrible. benched last week. Yeah, he got benched and then they came back and won. <laughs> but he's still the starter. 
I'm hoping Clemson just somehow finds a way to lose because I don't think they deserve to be in the playoff. I would love if TCU got in over Clemson in the playoff. Well, it would be more entertaining. Yeah, well, you play Notre Dame this week. Who? Clemson. Notre Dame could win. They've who, been bad. Who, who's Clemson's, who's Clemson, what's Clemson's schedule the rest also, of the year? Also, uh, uh, Notre Dame. Louisville, well, the problem is the problem Miami, is South Carolina. The problem is Miami. They, South Carolina could beat them. Are they on the road though? Uh, no, it's in Clemson. No, they no, they're not gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is like Miami. South Carolina's ranked. Miami, NC State, and like uh, what's the other team? Pitt were projected to be like really good in the beginning of the year, and they've sort of faltered. Yeah, so like bad. it's still now Clemson's league. Well, I mean. At, NC, yeah. NC State still, they were 24. Like, they're still top 25. Like, yeah. Like, the second-best team Syracuse right now is, is Syracuse. Like, really? And Syracuse Sy- almost beat them. Dude, also, rip the rip the Pac-12. Like, their best, their better teams are just all beating each other. They're, none of them so. are that good, though. <laughs> yeah, USC, that was well, a tough loss. Oregon's, Oregon could easily win. Well, they, and, dude, they're going to get left out just because how they look. They've looked better lately, but they were terrible against were Georgia so week bad. one. Yeah, if they lost close, it would have yeah. been different. Like they got killed. It's also so nice seeing Bama down at six, but but you just know when they do the playoff preview, Bama's going to be in somehow. Bama controls their own destiny as well. Yeah, because well, because mm. they're gonna if they go undefeated, mm. they're in. Would they be if TCU and Clemson also go undefeated, and Ohio State goes undefeated? Uh, yeah, they're right. Bama's cool. not. Bama's That's not a guarantee to be in. I wouldn't say they control their own TCU, destiny. TCU, Clemson, Bama. TCU, no, Clemson, TCU, Clemson, Ohio State, Bama. and then whoever wins the SEC. That saying if Bama goes undefeated, they're in because they win the SEC. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope. Okay, <sighs> please, Bama, do not win. I mean, if Bama loses any game, yeah, if, if Bama if Bama loses the SEC, their championship, they're done because they have two. Lo- if you have two losses, you're not in. Pretty much. That uh, that's what the precedent has been, right? If you have two losses, yeah. well, you're not they in. They could still well, win the SEC. The Bama, two losses. Yeah. Bama, like worst, the, the, worst I, case, the SEC. They're not in there at that point. If they have, see West no. stinks this if year. They lose to, if they lose to Ole Miss, well, Ole Miss would Ole Miss always just take got them. destroyed by LSU, Well, Ole though. Miss would, would – Ole Miss would get in? Would, would they? How many – oh, yeah, because they would also have – They have a tiebreaker. They would have two losses. They'd have both. two losses. Uh-huh. So, okay. So, yeah. But it will, uh, will Ole Miss only have two losses at the end of the year? After last week, I'd say probably not. Ole no, Miss is home, so that could be something. Like, Bama's not the best on the road. Yeah, they did lose to Tennessee. So it could be like a trap but game. Tennessee's definitely better than Ole Miss. I would love to see Tennessee in the playoffs. Yeah. Over over a lot of other teams. Like Clemson. Just not red. Huh? Just yeah. not red. A lot of red. Oh, we have we've had Clemson though before. I want TCU. I want a purple team to make it. We haven't had a purple I team. I really like since TCU. Washington. It's just that how do they compare against the other teams? Like they're doing everything they need to do. For TCU, yeah, I mean they're they're I winning. Mean, Oklahoma every game. State's good. Oklahoma State TCU Oklahoma would State's be ranked nine right now. So when but does TCU play Texas? That could be a bad game because they're Dude. at Texas. <sighs> Imagine they Texas. still have Texas Baylor. Imagine Texas beat Bama. That'd been so <laughs> nice. Bama would already have two losses. They'd be like yeah. out basically. Texas might be ranked. If Texas probably would have would be ranked right now. I mean TCU, Bama. the the toughest part of TCU's schedule is Oklahoma, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. And they went four zero. Now they just they have West Virginia, Texas Tech. Yeah, if both t- of them they should TC- win if they're if really TCU a good TCU has one loss, if TCU has one loss and then win the Big Twelve championship, it just depends they should on, be it, considered. It just depends on what their who their loss is against. 
But TCU and Clemson are like good teams to compare to each other because they're like in these other conferences and they're undefeated. And TCU's they likely have to, so much tougher that's than Clemson. It, well, that's those. why I know the committee would like favor Clemson just because I don't know. Would they, they would. I, they would. Would they? They would because they I don't, don't know. love the ACC. I hope they don't. But Clemson, it would depend too. Like if they're both undefeated late in the season, right? Like in two weeks or three weeks, wh- like they're both undefeated. Who would? Who is they going to rank uh, above? That could matter. Like, will they actually rank Clemson above TCU? And why? Yeah, that, that, I, would, I would like to hear why. I'd like to hear why. Like, because the the uh, the stats back it up? Or are they going on eye test? Because eye test. So they say they do a blend of everything. Just because Clemson's Clemson. And they have that. That's what I would assume. That's, that's what I'm that, thinking. That's the only reason why they. I know they, the committee's That's biased. the only reason why they're probably ranked above TCU now. Yeah. I mean. It's like, oh, I trust Dabble Sweeney over, you know. Like, they barely. I guess you're. The, I guess they're saying, like. Syracuse was a good win, but then TCU beat Oklahoma State, who's ranked higher than Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that, too. But Oklahoma State's also someone to watch out for as well. Big 12 is, a, is in a good spot, I would. I mean, there's so, so many games left. It's actually exciting because I feel like there's actually a lot of teams that could possibly get in, even though like you still have your three marquee it's, teams. It's going to end up with. Georgia, Ohio, Ohio State, State. <laughs> Bama, Tennessee, probably. Unless Michigan, uh, Michigan's on the road against Ohio State, but this is the I think this Michigan team is like better than last year. We'll see how Ohio State does against Penn State this weekend. Yeah, because that's also at Penn State, so could be a chat game for Ohio State. Yeah, we'll see. Hmm. What else has there been? Oh, Brooks Kepka won in the live. Nobody cares. About no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> So, isn't the Liv having their own like major this weekend? See, the fact that nobody I knows. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, what else has happening in sports? World Series. Who do you think's gonna win? Astros and six. I think the Phillies. I think yeah, the Phillies are. I, I think the Phillies have the hot hand I, in terms of batting. So like, the, I think they'll go two games. I I really want the Phillies. Like, it, uh, think about for like the if the Phillies won, it'd be it'd be cool. Yeah. To be in Philly yeah. when they win, especially because yeah. like like if we were Mets fans, it would kind of suck. But we have no. I have no, no reason to, to the not, Phillies. We have no reason to not like the Phillies. Well, they beat the Cardinals. Well, yeah, but who do you want to win? You at? lost to the best. You lost to the best team. Uh, but then we were like a jam figure away from <laughs> from winning a World Series. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys got the you guys got the car, uh, the Phillies hot. So yeah, shout out to us. <laughs> yeah, <thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> who's the real winner? <laughs> um, Maybe, yeah, like I'd... we get the would have won the World Series with the roof closed. You get would have <laughs> won the World Series without a jam finger. <laughs> I just think the Astros have too many bats. I don't trust the Phillies' defense, and Astros' bullpen's just better than the Phillies' bullpen. I think Harper, though, will carry the Phillies enough where I think the Phillies can win a game or two in Philly. So, like, if the Astros win their first two games, I think the Phillies can win one or two games, make it possibly 2-2, but then the Astros take it from there. Because don't forget the the Astros, if it comes to a game 6-7, they close at Houston. I think that's a very Uh, tough home field yeah. to play in. Just quickly, the the New York Post, <laughs> the headline was Yankees got to buy their way, and it's Judge, Correa, Verlander, and Edwin Diaz all in Yankee <laughs> uniforms. Oh, my God. Why <laughs> didn't Justin Verlander? Oh, my God. I hate him, but, like, he'd be still good on the Yankees. 
Well, thank you everyone for listening again this week. We hit 11 listeners at one point. I think that's wow. our new all-time yeah, high. That's definitely a high. Wow. I wow. 11 a, lot of, a lot of sports talk <laughs> this week. A lot of different opinions. I love it. Great time to be a sports fan. College basketball coming up soon. College basketball preview next week. That's going to be very exciting. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Too. Obviously, it's the height of football season right yeah, now. Yeah, week so. eight. We're right in the middle of the season next week. So next week's going to be a really good show. Yeah, so keep tuning in every Tuesday from 1 o'clock to 2.30. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats.